Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the Tales from Darkmoon Vale, Part 2, Crown of the Kobold King. Woot. Now yeah. with more comical and or traumatizing explosions. Oh, yeah, we've had uh, we've had some explosions. We have a, a statue, I think, ready to go here. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about how we got to this point, because I feel like that might help us uh, catch up. A how little did bit. we get here? Yeah, it has I think been. We walked. It has been a Mostly long and winding road. Um, Amarath blew up a homunculus. <laughs> That was kind of the end of the journey. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that was the most backtrack. recent event that happened, you know, s- three seconds ago. Uh, we picked up last time uh, with the triggering of a trap with electricity bursting into a room. Um, inside, there were Vargwees, which had also begun attacking the party. Fortuitously, first of all, uh, Celestine was able to disable the trap before it was able to fully activate and start moving people around, uh, doing this whole magnetic pull thing, which would have been really cool, but at the same time, I can understand why you probably didn't want to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not so much. Like being trapped in one of those, like, lightning ball things, you yeah, know? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. A little Tesla coil thing. Mm-hmm. As a, just out of curiosity, how many of y'all actually wear metal armor? I know Grim does. Uh, what oh, about yeah, I'm all metaled out. Mine's yeah. leather. Leather? Mine's hide. Wow. Mine's cloth. And by cloth, I mean I'm just wearing normal clothes. <laughs> so Grimm's the only one actually wearing full metal armor. Interesting. It's true. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. But uh, the way my ancestors intended it. It's true. <laughs> so just focus on Grimm for all electricity, please. <laughs> yes, None of the rest of us are targets. If you do that. So to say there are no Goromites here. So Gorum uh, very much is a fan of metal armor, I believe. And metal I don't know if it's- music. Yeah, I don't know if it's anathema, but I don't think his priests are supposed to even wear non-metal armor. They'd rather wear no armor at all. Uh, that said, uh, yeah, you defeated the Varguis, uh fortuitously. Grim actually prevented the poison from going through Astrea's system as uh-huh. unbeknownst to the party, but beknownst to me. Uh, that's pretty nasty if you actually get affected by their poison. Uh, Is the that how you become a Vargui? No, that is a different process. No, they that's a disease to... that they can spread separate to the poison they have. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, the uh, the poison actually prevents you from being able to heal your wounds while oh, the poison is, an act- is going through good. you. Yeah. So, but like I said, uh, protection from all damage types that includes poison, and it did not do enough poison damage to overcome that. What? So from there, though, you had decided to continue your counterclockwise exploration of Drosgar's Crucible, wherein you went down a hallway and noticed that there were some heavy footprints, which may or may not have anything to do with a creature in that is, uh, I believe, described as made of darkness and carrying chains. Mm. If Yeah. Um, unfortunately, none of you really knew who what that sort of creature may be. It's true. For the first time, my dwarven lord felled me. Because it, it might not be something eventually. specifically dwarven. Might not it be. It might not be. I mean, or it just could be a very rare thing. So who knows? I, I think it worried us more that you didn't know because you are an encyclopedia <laughs> for this. <laughs> so now true. it's scary. That's, That's very true. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. Uh, but yeah, you then uh, continue your exploration, heading up a hallway that stretched long into the distance and opened a door to your left-hand side about 60 feet away from where you had started, which opened up into a room, which uh, 
you know, let's go ahead and reset the scene here. Is a stone chamber approximately 30 feet at a side. Uh, it is more or less square. Um, as I believe Grim said last time, almost certainly a perfect square. Sure. Wherein you found a stone foundation bed, a stone desk along with a stone chair, an iron anvil, the type of which you would use for making tools or weapons, a stone statue of a dwarven figure, though without a face, and holding a massive hammer, and a single creature that Amaranth identified as a homunculus. No, uh, sorry, it was Clove. It was Clove, yeah. Clove, was Clove identified, identified it, and it then as grabbed a it, and then it exploded in her hands. That's what she yes. said. Because of Amaranth. Yes. Because of Amaranth. Uh, Clove grabbed it. The creature spoke in Dwarven, which is, first of all, unusual for homunculi, but secondly, was... Uh, on a bit of a rant about how their master Gristagar would uh, Gristagar would come back and uh, destroy all of you, and it was only a matter of time until that happened. It is pretty wild that Clove identified it because Clove has zero in Arcana and is not trained. <laughs> I mean, you're it's <laughs> low enough level that it's possible for you to know. Yeah, you uh, either read a book once or heard it from somebody, and it just stuck in your brain. Yeah. My mentor I mean, maybe heck- knows about it. Yeah. Or maybe even Amaranth mentioned them once upon a time at some, you know, bar event. He talks in his sleep, event. you know. It's true. <laughs> About homunculi. All sorts of things. Mostly pheasant, I believe, all of his, the last all time. Of his, I was going to say, all of his dreams are either eating food or teaching classes. Mm. Ah, delightful. So we get, like, free lectures. It's like we yeah. have a Udemy subscription. <laughs> uh, or Coursera. Or Coursera, but you only, you don't get to choose. It's, it's you have an Amaranth subscription, yes. Uh, <laughs> one or the other. But uh, yeah, uh, and then, of course, you confronted the creature. Uh, It did explode, as was mentioned just a moment ago, before the animating force of the homunculus materialized, chastised all of you. Yes, I think that's the perfect word for it. It quietly (laughs) tutted at us. And then flew into the statue, which began shuddering and moving. And that was at the end of Amaranth's turn. Uh, Astraea, would you like to re-enter the initiative as I, we pick fact, it up from there? <laughs> yes, I in fact would like to re-enter the Seems initiative like now idea. that I heard Clove scream, <laughs> and I'm yeah. not sure why. And there was like, the hallway a lightning explosion. Yeah, yeah. And Amaranth is in the room now, so yes, <laughs> there you so go. I'm and is go. also the closest to our new <laughs> animated statue friend. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't want to think about that. Uh, as tends to happen to Amaranth a lot, he just sort of ends up near a lot of things. Uh, Astrea, though, it is <laughs> now your turn. Amaranth has really bad luck for these kinds yes. of things. <laughs> so, all right. So I figure I'm going to run into the room. Uh, and then when I see the statue start glowing, I immediately close in on the statue. And I, I figure everybody's like shocked looking at it. So I assume it's the bad thing. Uh, but it is and then, moving, which, you know, statues typically don't. Yeah, so, and then I, I, I will go ahead and, and, and attack it. Very well. Let's see, can I do a, can I, I'm going to try a snagging strike. Let's see, make strike while keeping one hand free. Nice. If the strike hits the target, is flat-footed until the start of your next turn, or if it's no longer within the reach of your hand. So I'm going to attempt a snagging strike with this attack. We'll see if it works. All right. Exciting. Nope, that's a nat one for a 12. Ouch. <laughs> Sad. Well. I, I did not know what to do with a, a, a golem statue thing. Uh, you move into the room, uh, see this animated statue begin to move, you think in the direction of Amaranth, uh, you move to intercept, as you strike forward, your blade smashes into it and bounces off to no effect as it just slightly chips the thing. Oh, Ooh. that's, uh, that, that, uh, what is it? 
Clove can't even talk right now. She's just covered in goo. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to construct, but um, I'm not sure. Uh, was that a two-action activity there? Single action, so I can try uh, for... I think she had to actually use two moves to get where she is right now, though. No, it was 25 feet. Yeah. But didn't you make a, a move on the diagonal right if there? If she was here, which is where she was previously, it would be 15 feet, 20, 25. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, Jenkins. Do you want me to get a second attack or not? I would love you to get a second attack. <laughs> then shush! <laughs> He's making sure we're playing it rules as written. Because that's how I got an 18 for a 25. Nice. Hey, 25 will strike your target. Uh, go on ahead and roll your damage. Let's see if I can even do enough to hurt it. That is two points of damage. Very well. You plunge forward with your blade, this time striking center of mass. As you cut across the thing, and you hear a loud clang, but no piece of the statue falls off. You're pretty sure you did nothing. Oh, that's oh, no. a problem. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I can even do enough damage to hit it. That is a big problem. I'm pretty sure I hit that time, but it didn't do anything but gong. Clove. Ah, Clove is just going to rage because this has been a very horrifying thing that she has found herself in the midst of. Celestine mm -hmm. turns to Amaranth. Look what you did. Uh, <laughs> I blame you, Amaranth. And by that, she means a good job. <laughs> that remains to be seen, actually. And then I'm going mean, to sudden charge so that I can move twice and hit all with just two actions. Sounds like a plan. I'll go shoulder bump Amaranth as I run past him. So you slide around the table, probably uh, using a hand to brace yourself and maybe just flip yourself along the edge before you continue forward. And then I whack out with uh, my machete, which I've decided to name Plant Foe, even though it never strikes plants, it only strikes living and weird creatures for some reason. So this one doesn't seem to be alive. That's fair. I only roll a six for a 15, though. A 15 as your blade slides next to the thing, um, you catch maybe a bit of its gauntleted hand as you just hear a scraping sound, but again, you don't think you've really struck anything with that. Ugh, just stop moving. Celestine. Okay, um, it's a moving statue. Mm-hmm. Dealer's All choice right, as to I'm which part of the flanky one. I'm gonna move up next to it past uh, Astraea. Fair enough. Uh, you move up past Astraea. It does not take an attack of opportunity. And I will swing at it. It's a 12 for 21. As you move past the anvil... Partly pardon yourself to get past Estrella, slice out, and uh, roll your damage. Uh, I do seven points of damage. Very well. You nick the creature as a small Ooh. piece of stone flies off of it. <sighs> you did better than me. Keep up the assault. And I will take a second attack. Now that's a three for a seven. That's not going to hit. As this time you try to bring the full force of the blade down, uh, basically taking as much of a as much leverage as you can get as the creature just gets out of the way um in this case it was simply too slow of a strike as you try to go for power instead of finesse and from there grim all right uh grim turns his attention on this thing walks it in and uh goes rushing forward uh into said flank he is gonna go ahead and um drop his hatchet all right. Because these slicing weapons don't seem to do much. So he's going to drop his hatchet as he closes, get into the flank, pull his uh, his warhammer. All, All right. right. Uh, heft and swing. That is an 18 to hit my flank uh, foe. 18 will strike your target. Bring down the hammer. 
calling on the power of Angrod. Six points of damage. As you swing in, your hammer bounces off the thing to no effect. <sighs> oh, no. All right, you're going to need your hatchet back. It was worth a try. Uh, uh, usually, hammer beats stone, but um, uh, I don't have an action to raise a shield, so that's it for me. Hey, why don't one of you smart people know what this is? I need to get over here and provide the flip. I haven't had a turn yet. <laughs> Since this thing animated. <laughs> it's true. Also, if it's a golem, there's no way I have the arcana for that. You never know. You could somehow roll super well. There's a 20 on every day. Come on, Clove. You're our expert on constructs now, apparently. I'm right there. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You are thing. unable to remember anything at this point. <laughs> Just that Clove mad. Let's see here. Well, Celestine did chip it. I think the creature really doesn't like Amaranth, but can't really... The anvil's actually big enough that you can't necessarily stand there, so... Thank uh, goodness for me. Yeah. If it helps, uh, I was mocking his god and telling him how his deity and helps, his friend would, would abandon him because <laughs> Drosgar knows no such loyalty yeah, to anything that's true. but himself. That is true. You did actually talk to him the most. But, you know, as I'd say, Celestine has heard it slightly, but Grim is... Rude. Yeah, Grim, Grim Badmouth Drosgar. I just don't like Drosgar. <laughs> All right, he's going to go for Grim. Let's I mean, go for it. The god of lying, cheating, and the exploitation of others. No, I don't particularly like he that He likes the whole pantheon, Ooh. but not that guy. I don't think that will do it. Uh, a 17 to strike Grim. A 17 will not hit. All right. Ooh, okay. As the hammer slams down, Grim jumps out of the way as it cracks the foundation of the stone under him. Ooh. I should have known Drosgar's constructs would be just a shoddy. Stop <laughs> making it mad! <laughs> the creature attacks Grim again. Reaction to taunt, apparently. <laughs> uh, is it going to bring the pain? <laughs> please, please, uh -oh. now. The creature seems to be extremely upset as it rolls a natural one. Yeah! <laughs> Probably just off kilter from Grimm's insults as, in this case, the hammer actually hits the anvil instead of Grimm. You hear a loud reverberating gong sound, but Ow. other than just being uncomfortable, it doesn't do any damage. Grimm's hard to hit, apparently, but... <laughs> I mean, I do have a 19 AC. I'm pretty hard to yeah. hit. I mean, the creature just doesn't have anything else it can really do, so it will try for a third attack. All right. And a 14 is not going to do it as it brings the hammer down once again on the stone. Spider webs of cracks continue to form, but it doesn't break the stone as it seems to be strong enough at the very least. Amaranth, it is your turn. Okay, step one. What the heck just happened? All right. Uh, recall recall knowledge. knowledge on what just happened. Fair enough. George is going to use all of his actions this turn to recall knowledge. What happened there? <laughs> What's this thing? <laughs> what am I doing here? To be, to be fair... I don't know if Amaranth's ever seen this happen. So he's like, uh, what? <laughs> so what? What is, what is it? Arcana, I guess. To it would be Arcana, yes. Figure out what, <laughs> what the what? It's interesting because this entire fight is somewhat difficult for Grim, because um, mm. an anathema for his god is irreparably damaging ancestral relics. Oops. Um, so yeah. I'm just like this isn't a relic or irreparable. <laughs> That's true. I might slightly damage this enough that it stops trying to kill me. Yeah. Can always fix it, but also it's not a relic. It's a creature. If it's a constructed creature, I think dwarves would still count golems that have been crafted by dwarves to be relics. Yeah, but they also wouldn't let themselves get killed just because it's a relic. Well, no, no, no that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to irreparably damage it. I'm just going to yeah. damage it enough that it stops. Mm. It's like this Roomba is still intact, even if it doesn't move <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it's true. 
Oh, I uh, I believe I know what this is. This is an animated statue, uh, often used to guard crypts and small shrines and things like that. Um, mm. It does have a certain amount of uh, armor until it is, uh, well, damaged enough. So hammer through. Uh, yes, basically. I can do that. Let's see. Uh, I have to read this, though, because it's hilarious. It says... Uh, they can be positioned amidst normal statues to hide their true nature until an intruder arouses their ire. Adventurer suspicions regarding statues suddenly animating and attacking has led many less scrupulous adventurers to automatically attack any statues they encounter, ruining <laughs> harmless ancient relics. You know? That's what I was just saying. Ancient ancestral relic. <laughs> I, understand I just love this the feeling. idea that like, there's a little bit of Paizo somewhere in there where they went and said, you know, people do do that a lot. Why don't we put this in here? Specifically chastise those people. <laughs> Um, okay, so I don't know anything about this, so I'm gonna try an electric arc and just hopefully it doesn't have resistance. Oh, I've been I've been informed by Amaranth's previous lore that hardness resists all damage types. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, second edition, why? Um, crud, I'm gonna try Typically to Typically that punch. applies in first edition as well if an object has hardness. Yeah. Does hardness, sac- no, it does apply to elemental damages, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With certain exceptions, like yeah, wood doesn't have hardness against fire. Fire, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is—I have nothing else that's really gonna do damage to it, especially if it's gonna be moot because of it having hardness. Um, so, in that case, I'll try an electric arc, and maybe we can start doing enough damage to it to chip it away. Hopefully, this thing has a poor reflex save, so uh, it can go ahead and make me a reflex save. Ooh, all right. So uh, it gets a 16, which I believe is not a success. Uh, That is a failure. Very well. So it will take a small amount of damage. It takes seven whole points of electricity damage minus whatever its hardness is. As Amrith again, blasts this thing full on, uh, basically through center of mass. It worked very well against the homunculus. It does not work very well here as a small piece of the statue falls off, but it continues its assault. It's Apparently, true. Uh, That's Pokemon yeah. rules, man. Apparently yeah. Ghost Homunculus has found a much better body. Yeah, it's I was going to say, I feel, I feel like it was just taunting us with its, you know, very weak body. Astrea, it is your turn. Um, I, I guess I'm going to try to snagging strike it again. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, at least it reduces the armor class. If I I get max damage, I can do maybe a point of damage. We'll see. (laughs) But, you know, we'll see. Seven for an 18? Uh, An 18 does not strike your target as you reach out with your weapon, but it just cannot get through this thing's hardened stone exterior. Yeah, I mean, I'll try one more time. Sounds like a plan. Nope, that's a six for a 13. Unfortunately, um, a thirteen will not hit either. So we're gonna we're gonna go for broke. Nope, that's a four for a seven. Ooh, so uh, yeah. yeah, as Astrea reaches out and tries to just keep ramming her short sword into the thing, but it just does not do enough damage to get through. Yeah, it's got a good AC. Yeah, as we go from Astrea to Clove. Okay, so question. Mm-hmm. My. Spirit Rage, I can make my extra energy or my extra damage um, positive or negative. Does that mean I also can choose not to do that? Um, It does say can. So I will say that you can choose not to. It does reduce the rage damage from three back to two, though. 
because it does say you can increase the additional damage and change its type. So if you choose not to change its type, it also goes back down to two extra damage. Um, very good. Then, uh, yeah, I mean, a clove, clove smash is what clove does. So uh, clove is just going to wail on this statue. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. If I could roll over a three, it would be certainly great. Three for a 12 mm. is not going to do it. A three for a 12 will not do it, unfortunately. As you swing in, again, scraping against the thing. That's okay. We're going to keep swinging. Wildly swinging. Okay, a 19 for a 23. A 23 does strike your target as your blade rips into it. Uh, All right, so 11 damage. So whatever that ends up being. As you swing in, you rip into its back as chunks of stone fall off of it. You don't think you've gotten it to the point where it's lost its incredible armor yet, but at the very least, you've made some good progress. God, I hate dwarven craftsmanship. <laughs> I'm gonna roll again. Next to you, Grim has a stroke. With an eight, uh, Torag sees you and jostles your blade aside at the last second. Uh, Whatever, old man. <laughs> but with an eight, you try to keep going against its back as your blade just again scrapes against it to no effect. Why does it have to be so well made? Well, more likely than not, the priests of Droskar got somebody better to make it. <laughs> <laughs> they enslaved a priest of Torag and made him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. All right, that's me. That's my turn. Celestine, then it is your turn. I'm gonna keep swinging. Keep swinging. Just keep swinging. You are flanking it. Uh, that's a three for <laughs> twelve. Dice. A uh, twelve will not hit your target as your sword clangs off of it. Though you may try again. Center yourself. You've got this. That's an 11 for a 15. A little uh, more centered. You don't want to hurt your blade on the thing, statue. 15 is better, but yeah, I mean, you are probably trying to not, you know, create it a bunch a of dents on your blade. It is a dainty elven blade. And that's an 8 for a 7. It's not exactly a pickaxe. If it was a rapier, I would think about it bending the way a foil will bend, you know? Swing oh, yeah. thrice as the thing just does not seem to want to yield to your blade. It is too tough. Made out of literal stone. Hate it. Uh, Grim, it is your turn. Screw it. All right. <laughs> Grim is going to attempt a trip attack. Yay, okay, nice. All right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'm just nice. going to crouch down and just bull full on into its legs. All right. Let's see how dwarven this dwarven statue is. <laughs> I believe that is an athletics versus its reflex DC. It is an athletics I'm... versus its reflex DC. All right. Come on. <gasps> oh, the dice. They're just not with uh, us. The dice are not with us. Yeah, sorry. No. That's a five for a 12. I promise y'all I did not actually curse the dice before we started. So. Yeah, Grim kind of rebounds, sets himself again. Yeah, with a 12, you simply just bounce off of it as it continues to stand as sturdy and as well balanced as you are. It's like it's a statue or something. Yeah. See, it's too well made. It's a, it's a dwarven statue of a dwarf. How Therefore, it has a similar, you know, yeah. center of mass. Center, center of mass is strong with this one. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to let out a roar and uh, and swing out with that warhammer, calling All on right. the power of uh, of Trud to to aid my sh- swinging arm. Good choice, Trud. You won't uh, I don't think a 14 will hit even flanked though. No, not, not even minus flanked. Five unfortunately, attack. as your hammer just bounces off. Yep, uh, I'm going to round out my round, staring up at the thing, glowering. <laughs> Fair enough. It appears we're at an impasse. And by that, I mean I'm going to raise my shield and hope that it keeps swinging at me. <laughs> uh, the creature does not say anything, though you can almost tell it's trying to tilt its head slightly, did that? As we go to the creature, 
which has been at the very least chipped somewhat at this point, though still not to the degree that you hope that it would be, as it focuses on Grim and swings. Right. Shields up. Good, stay mad. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but you know what? It's just funny. Uh, I also <laughs> got a 15 to hit Grim. Nope. Oh, <sighs> this is the slap fight. This is the ultimate slap fight right now. Uh, as a big hammer. the statue redoubles, takes a step back and tries again. Ooh, this one might. A 20 to hit Grim. No, not with my shield up, with my 21 hey, AC oh, now, as okay. I just tuck like, a, like the fine, like the greatest of uh, dwarven examples, the turtle. I just <laughs> tuck down and bring that shield over my head. That legendary underground creature, the turtle. Yes. The, uh, the uh, Adamantos, um, the great underground <laughs> dwelling adamantine uh, turtle. I had to farm so many of those in Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the creature turns from Grim. Uh, as Grim seems to actually be an example of fine dwarven defense and goes mm -hmm. for Clove, as uh, she did actually hurt it earlier. Mm, true. With its third attack, so we'll see. Uh, a 14 hit Clove, I that don't does think. not hit Clove. No. She just <laughs> Very well. Stop trying to hit me. I didn't as even yell at you. Whams off of Grim's shield, tries to use the momentum to go into Clove before she simply just ducks back out of the way. And we go from there to Amaranth. Okay, uh, question. Mm -hmm. So if I did a three-action magic missile, I would do three basically separate missiles, but do they count as the same damage for the purpose of hardness? They each are a separate attack, technically. I was afraid you were going to say that, so I will not be casting magic missile. Crud. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm going to have to do electric arc again because I don't have anything that can actually like seriously damage this thing. Just keep chipping mm -hmm. away. We'll get through it yep. eventually. So uh, another electric arc, another reflex save for it. All right, and we'll try a reflex save. Hmm. All right, there we go. Come on, crit fail. Crit fail. <laughs> it critically succeeds with yeah. a natural 20. Yeah. Uh, I will not working, man. As the creature simply stands and just takes the electricity as if it were nothing. I mean, it mm. just sort of shatters it aside, directs it into the anvil for a second, which seems to absorb most of it before it just dissipates. Well, yeah, the problem is I have this and I have uh, produce flame and burning hands. And that's about yeah. all I can do to, to it because magic missile is not going to do anything. It appears no. to be shaking off the rust. Yeah. Which I understand. Do rocks rust? Uh, okay, you know what? I have one, I have one action left and uh, Hand of the Apprentice is exactly one action. <laughs> so right. I'm going to attempt to hopefully get lucky enough to critical this thing because I literally have nothing else I could try. Um, so, uh, I hurl my, uh, held melee weapon, which I am carrying a club around, um. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like a I don't a get a lot of stick. things I'm it's trained like in as a wizard, yeah. so the club was the one that does the most damage. That's um, true. We aren't in the updated 2E yet, so. All right, here we go. Um, so I'm going to try to attack it. <laughs> Hey, oh, you know, for a 25? That's really not bad. That's that's a, a 25 hits your target. Go ahead and roll damage. I rolled damage on this club. Does it add I anything? I do five whole points of damage. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it just does regular damage and that's it? No, Wait, no bonuses? Wait, let me make sure it doesn't do more damage than that. Oh, adding your spellcasting ability modifier to damage rather than strength, thank God. Um, okay. <laughs> well, okay So that's then. plus four, that's so that is something. nine points of, of 
bludgeoning damage. Hey. I mean, that's a solid hit. That's, that's very solid. That's more that's than what I can do. We've gotten this this fight so far. Uh, Clove did slightly better, but Clove that definitely is did slightly better. But that's hilarious that, that I actually managed though. to do anything. That's to that. for Amaranth. That's impressive. Amaranth, just keep everybody, everybody, including the golem, all stops and turns and looks at Amaranth. Uh, We're just all like, like, like uh, who? <laughs> uh, yeah, the club fly, or I guess the walking staff, or whatever it is that it's you. A club. Uh, it's stick. Okay. Yeah, well, a club. I just, I just imagine it as a really, really sturdy cane. Yeah, mm. you oh, know. I like that. I mean, if cool. you want to have just like a stick, basically, but yeah, this is my beating stick. <laughs> he picked it you up on the way in. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, you fling the club at the creature as it bounces off and shatters part of its beard as the creature seems to take an appraising look at Amber. Like, you can do that huh. three times around, right? Uh, no, because that is a focus spell. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I can do that once per, you know, focus period. So. Uh, but <laughs> from that, damage to it though. <laughs> as everyone takes oh a gosh. beat, uh, Astrea, I'm you may go. Gonna shake off the shot. Also, I'd like that the weapon automatically flies back to your hand. Yes, it does yeah. fly back to my hand, so when I have multiple focus points, I could actually do multiple attacks with it. Nice. That's pretty cool. So I get a 12 for a 23. A 23 does strike your target. Alright, roll high. Nope. Nope. I, I can really, I think, only damage it if I critical, so mm. it's really just Max a... Max damage would, would You do take it. a step forward... And swing into it. You were using snagging strike, is that correct? I didn't say it this time. Ah, okay. Fair I think I enough. can do it for this attack. So um, <laughs> for my second swing, I will try for a snagging strike. I get a 19 for a 26. Very well. So yeah, your first attack, you swing in, dent your blade slightly against the creature as yeah. you take a step back, try again. Uh, you do hit again. You may go on ahead and roll damage. Uh, for, for one point. As again, damage. it just is a slight scratch. You're barely able to get through this thing's stone. But it does make him flat-footed. <laughs> All right. As uh, you do, nice. at the very least, manage to hold on to um, it. Um, and you have one action remaining. Go for broke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. That's five for an eight. So I uh, went for oh, broke no. and am still broke. Uh, <laughs> as you try to strike the creature, but unfortunately, again, it just is too tough for your blade to get through. I think we need to get Astrea Rapier. Mm, maybe. Because that would be a deadly D8 weapon, at least. So when you yeah, get these criticals, true. that would true. really up your damage. That is yeah. true. Uh, we go from Astrea to Clove. Because Astrea is so accurate, but just can't do yeah. a lot of damage. Yeah. 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 Or we need to get her some more uh, strength somehow, like a belt or something. Not really a thing in second edition anymore. Yeah. Mm. They're Apex items, so it's like... Yeah, fair. Yeah, get to yeah. fifth level and she can bring it up to a 12. That's true. Anyway, uh, Clove is just going to continue wildly swinging at this thing because that's what barbarians do. So, carrying on. Don't mind me. Uh, six for 15 is probably not going to do it. Mm, no, unfortunately. Even flat-footed. Oh, a two. That's even lower. Two for six. Sure. <laughs> sure. As your machete clangs off of it twice, um, you have a third ah. action. Yep, third action. Here we go. Ser seriously, the board is cursed. <laughs> I'm on this at a minus right one. <laughs> Uh, 15 for a 14, so nope. <laughs> Again, not even flat-footed does that get what through as you just thing? keep clinging against it to no effect. Celestine. <laughs> All right, Celestine's going to swing. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Nope. Five for a 14. We're going to be oh hitting this gosh. thing for a thousand years. <laughs> 
All right, a 14 does not strike your target. A nine for a 13 won't either. At least no. it also can't hit. Yeah, yeah at least we're, it's not we're hitting at a us, stomach. so it could be worse. Yeah, 13 I say we hold it here hit. for 10 minutes so uh, Amaranth can refocus, and then you yeah. can come back into it. <laughs> Amaranth just goes just down at the desk, just sits there and watches the fight, steepling his hands. And now the lesson begins. It's a seven for a six. Uh, with a seven for a six, yeah. Again, Celestine... <sighs> Uh, Celestine and Clove both continue to cling against this thing, just I carving away. But I bet yeah, Ross didn't think this was going to be a two-part fight, but the rate we're going. <laughs> <laughs> just All right, very I'm beginning small to slices. agree with Clove. <laughs> this dwarven architecture. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sturdy. It's so well constructed. So sturdy. Strong like uh, a dwarf. Why don't we have bigger hammers? Grim, it is your turn. We don't even have a hammer. That is the problem. We don't have bigger hammers. Yeah, we don't have great. <laughs> you don't have great hammers. Speaking a of mall, hammers, I would um, kill for a mall right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm going in with the hammer again. I have to yeah. swing. There we go. That okay, is a 17 for a 24. A 24 strikes your target. Going ahead uh-huh. and roll damage. Yeah. God. Uh, oh. Four points of damage, though. Oh. Dang it. Dang it. You swing in with your hammer, um, getting the creature in the shin, though, again, your hammer just pounces off. This thing is so tough. I Admit strike it, again. Grim. It's too well built. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. Uh, I swing again. Uh, no, that's a, that's a 14 to hit my flanked foe. A 14 does not hit your flanked foe, unfortunately. All right. And my... Last action will be to raise my shield again. Prepare for the uh, the next round. Fair enough. Hopefully uh, still keeping its attention. Well, unfortunately, well, yeah, the creature does see that you have your shield up. Yeah, I don't think it's unintelligent. Mm, it seems to be yeah, possessed by a homunculus. Yeah, it's not It's not like a typical construct, unfortunately. Um, assuming, try... assuming that this is, uh, you know, a homunculus crafted by a priest of Droskar, I'm going to assume that this one is uh, sloth. <laughs> yes. Um, I recently watched Full Metal Alchemist, so now yes, I, I, I think understand that's those good. references. Mm. Uh, nice. Yep. I think the creature will still try the first strike against Grim, though, because Clove okay. seems to be at least less defensive, especially since she's just wildly flailing at it. I'm flailing, uh, yes. Usually things moment. are dead by now. Ooh. Uh, this no. time it gets a 29 to hit Grim. Jesus. Ooh. That will hit, although fortunately with my shield... That is not a critical. So <laughs> yeah, that, just hit me. that would have critical close. So I will also re- reaction uh, shield block. Very yeah, well. Good idea. So it will strike in for 10 points of damage before the shield block. Hardness on my shield's five. So yeah, I'm still going to take five off of that. Mm-hmm. And your shield also takes five. Uh, the creature then switches targets to clove as mm. the hammer comes down. <laughs> a nine is not going to hit clove, however. <laughs> I also hide behind Grim's shield. <laughs> I stick my shield out and block again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will try one last time as it cracks against the stone floor for f- uh, for a total of a five to hit Clove. I don't nope. think that's going to do it. Nope, nope. I want a reaction where things miss me and I do something. That seems like a fun reaction to have. <laughs> Amaranth. Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, I got nothing else to do. I'm going to electric arc. All right. Go ahead and make a reflex save. One of these days it'll crit fail. Uh, it gets exactly an 18. That succeeds. So it takes Very half well. of seven, which is three, which three. it's going to just take nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately, hey, it just absorbs the electricity and it dissipates off of it harmlessly. Yep. Oh, Keep rolling yep. with it. We got it. 
That's all right. You got an action remaining. So anything else that you wish to do with that? Let me try recalling more knowledge on this thing, and maybe I'll get. Does it have a weakness? Uh, so, yes, yeah, some kind of a weakness. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a weakness would be nice. It's deathly allergic to peanuts. Anybody have any mm. peanut trail mix? <laughs> I do have this peanut butter sandwich I was saving this entire time. <laughs> you never heard of allergies? Uh... <laughs> ah. Uh, I've just remembered, uh, there is one thing. If you can hit it in just the right place, you might automatically overcome its hardness and uh, uh, dispel it. Wow. What, what place? place would that be? It depends on the statue. Uh, game mechanically, <laughs> if you critical it, you will uh, remove its hardness. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's just, unfortunately, nobody has gotten that high yet. So. Yeah, also, reflex is its weakness, so target it with AoE spells. Um, haha. Yeah, we don't have any of those. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, but... I was about to say, yeah, it's not good at reflex saves. I've, but, been, I've so. been nailing it with that, but it keeps freaking saving. Yeah, it, I've been getting lucky, unfortunately. It's, yeah, it's problematic for me. So <laughs> I need it to. I mean, fail. honestly, Ross has been more unlucky than lucky, considering I've been waiting to use my retributive strike, and this has not hit a single other person than me. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and me only once. Yeah, and half I of think... that was knocked off by my shield. Yeah. <laughs> it's having as much trouble Again, as we this are. This is a major slap fight. <laughs> It's like uh, this dwarf is built so sturdily. <laughs> <laughs> like a stone. We go to Astraea. Yep. Strong right, like Astraea, stone. it's time to critical. All you got to do is crit it. It it's is no longer flat-footed at this point, but... Oh, you could snag it again. I'm going to try. Snagging strike is such a good feat. Snag it. Mm-hmm. it is. That's a great feat. Especially if you have a rogue in the party. Nope, that's a nat <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm, a natural one will not do it, unfortunately. That's an eight for a 15. God. And mm. that's a... 16 for a 19. Very well. Uh, the natural one will not hit. The 15 will not hit as you just focus, take a moment, strike upward. The 19 does hit. Ooh. I just, I don't think even if I max damage, that's four points of damage. Unfortunately, to no effect. Yeah, so uh, I, I can't, you I can't it. damage it. I think you have to roll uh, six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, and unfortunately, I don't think you can do snagging strike I more than like once I feel like we found the party's no, weakness right here. Yeah. Uh, Clove. Being able to roll dice, because if I can hit it, I can damage it, <laughs> is the party's yeah. weakness. <laughs> I was about to say, too, it's not immune to, to sneak attack damage, so if Celestine yeah, got a hit off, it would be pretty dice. good. Clove. It's just, yeah. Switch off with me. What? I'm asking you to delay, and then I'm going to step out of this so you can step into the flank so you can reliably hit its AC with minus two, because mm-hmm. my attack bonus is not as high as yours. Okay. Yeah. But we need to keep the flank up for Celestine. All right, but hurry. S- very impatient, very impatiently waiting. So Clove delays uh, Celestine, what then it is your turn. Uh, Let's go. All right, better? that's a 14 for hey. a 23. A 23 hey. does strike your target. It is flanked. Hey. You get sneak attack. I roll double ones <laughs> and do six damage. Quite literally, chip, chip, chipping away. <laughs> My goodness. Golly. The enemy is no longer this the stone statue. <laughs> Audience, you guys are getting the edited version of this. Could you imagine how much it is without all of this being made smoother? It is pain. You're welcome. <laughs> it's so all right, much and then pain. I rolled two 15s for my follow-up attacks and miss. So I feel really bad about this. Um, unfortunately, your first attack does no oh damage. Oh, my God. Because it has hardness of six, I think. Oh, yeah. that means that is Estrella actually can't means Estrella can't do so, anything unless she criticals it. Celestia is going to take her toys and go home. <laughs> Bye. But if Celestine criticals it, she can... 
get rid yeah, of Yeah, my second yeah. two attacks yeah. both miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, Astraea's are most likely to be able to critical it because she's a fighter, so if she yeah, gets a I'm critical trying. hit. And if Celestine I'm hadn't trying. rolled 2-1, she would have at least done one point of damage Yeah, to I mean, that's the thing. Is like That's literally the worst she could have rolled. It's just unfortunate. So, yeah, you strike thrice, but again, just no progress. Uh, from there, uh, Grim, uh, I believe, is going to be moving. So. Grim's going to, before he moves, Grim's going to mm. try to basically kick in this thing's knee again. Um, I'm going to try right. a trip attempt before I move out of the way. Sounds like a plan. So, so here we go. Athletics. Mm. Mm. Ooh, there we go. 24. A 24 hey. nearly critically succeeds, uh, but hey. you do trip the creature. Haha. <laughs> Like, for for his age, Grim is extraordinarily athletic. <laughs> True. I mean, you are still a dwarf. We've seen it's the true. man jump. Then I'm going to free action drop my hammer, use an action to pick up my hatchet that I dropped on the ground. Hmm. And then I'm going to fall back. I'm Very circling well. around up to the basically the opposite side of the anvil from where I was. The opposite side of the anvil from the now prone creature. Nice. <laughs> the creature lands with a satisfying thunk um, as it tries to start getting back up to its feet. Yeah. Grim retreats Clove around gonna. the side. All it's going to do is uh, it's, it means Clove's going to be able to get in there and it means it's going to have to wait. It's an action on its turn. Yep. Nice. So, hey, it's better than nothing. And so. give a free attack to uh, Astrea. Yeah. Yep. Because if it has to stand back True. up, then she gets an attack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe Clove is re-entering. Oh, for sure. Clove immediately, like, jumps into the flank and swings at this thing a couple times. We do a little high five like we tag out as we move past. Yeah, high five. <laughs> yep. Low five tag for you, Bruce. God. <laughs> Six for 15. You can oh do gosh. it. You can this do it. This might be the worst we've ever rolled. Call upon the power of Trud. But I worship my holiday. Call to Trud. And then I swing again. Trud the mighty. Trud. A 15 will not strike your target. Trud, why? Dice, why? <laughs> Roll a nine for 13. A nine for a 13 will also not strike your target. I like that I'm, your the, machete only, I'm not just the only continues. one calling out to the dice. I miss when it was minus four when they were prone. You remember minus four? Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a different math now, so, yes. you know. Uh, but the creature, unfortunately, just, again, just resists all attempts to to damage Clo it. just shrieks uh, in anger. So as we go to the creature. Have who, you heard the good word of Trud? We'll stand up. <laughs> uh, we'll stand up. This provokes an attack of opportunity from Astraea. I will take it. And Please technically critical. this happens before it stands up. So 11 for 22. Oh, I was really hoping you could take critical. I mean, a 22 will hit, but unfortunately will not critical. I yeah, I can't do any damage. Unless I crit, there's no point. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, as we've determined, it. it does have a hardness of six. Uh, so it tries. brutal. Yep. It stands up. Uh, basically unimpeded Rude. as it will then uh, lash out at Clove, who seems to be the other one that's actually hurt it. So, oh, God. Yeah. Twenty nine. Why? That, that critical is Clove. Oh, oh, no. no. God, dang it. I call that upon my <laughs> retribute of strike. Yep. yep. Yeah. Nice. That will only knock four points of damage. I'm also going to throw my hatchet at it, but <laughs> okay, that's good. That's fine. It does the damage first. Oh, oh my god! Oh I rolled maximum damage. Oh yeah, I'm up. I, I'm a barbarian. For 28 minus four at least, so Grim knocks Jeez. off some of that. So yeah. minus 24. Yeah, I might need to draw its attention again. <laughs> my uh, goodness. I will go ahead and throw my hatchet. Cloak coughs up blood, so she has like reddish bloody teeth now. 
Right. Uh, <coughs> Clove is just not having a good time in this dang place. I know. She's, she's really beat up. That's only a 16. A 16 will not strike your target as your hatchet bounces off of it and back into your hand. And yeah, flies back to my hand. I catch it. Well, that's what barbarians are for, is to be big old meat shields. But still. Uh, the creature will try to attack Clove one more time. I only have the one reaction. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Because I actually have a separate ability I can use, but unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, maybe a 17 to hit Clove? That misses! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Clove is able to brace and take the hit as uh, her armor gets slightly dented, but, well, no. Gets, you know, her armor My takes body the gets brunt slightly of dented. it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> the high just goes with it. That'll buff right out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> from there, though, we cut from the creature to Amaranth. My gosh. Um, okay, so I'm going to electric arc it again. It's got a crit fail eventually, right? <laughs> I mean, in theory. Does that count as a critical that breaks its, its armor? It's mathematically I'd possible. Would, There's yes. a one on that die somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we Technically, it could even critically fail on, I think, a couple other. Uh, well, we'll see. Mm. It does not in this case. Uh, 23, I believe, succeeds. It does succeed, ah. taking half of the six that I rolled, which is zero for it. <laughs> so it shrugs off the electricity again. Uh, this is a tough one. Recall y'all. more I, knowledge. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I literally don't think there's anything else we can do. Tell us more. Uh, I mean, you can try if you want to. Do you have to. anything to, to heal me with? Um. Got a potion in your bag? That would be great. I mean, I'll be able to give you a couple of hit points back when my turn comes back around. I was going to say, I do have a heal. I do have a healing potion on me. So just uh, maybe um, draw it just in case. Just, just and lay on hands in. comes with a buff as well. Oh, so mm-hmm. me getting next to you is going to be probably better. It's, just, it's not the worst idea to have it in your hand is all I'm saying. All right. I will draw <laughs> one healing potion. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> At least you have it ready. In case yeah. we need it. Astrea, it is your turn. Let's go crit farming. <laughs> you just need one. <laughs> God damn, shush. You shut your mouth. Okay, You're going to run out of rage? Oh, it's a 19 for a 26. Where was that 19 on the first one? <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't think I can crit on the last one anyway. I feel, I feel like I'm, do, I'm going delirious. 20, is perfect oh, twenty yeah. still automatically a critical? As long as it remember. would be a normally a hit. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, twenty six will hit your target, but as we discussed earlier. Yeah, sixteen for a nineteen. I need another on the first one. Like that's the thing is that a nineteen also actually hits your target. Yeah, it's just yeah. you I can't just do can't. enough damage. I'm a tiny little halfling. If we could you somehow combine Rachel's attack rolls and. Clove's damage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. My attacks is what we're really asking for here. But uh, unfortunately, you also missed with the snagging strike. So, yes. um, uh, we're going to go uh, work out after this, Estrella. Yeah. Celestine, <laughs> save us. Grim's torn between his frustration and his appreciation of this dwarven How weapon. 11 for 20? A 20 will hit your okay, target. It hits at least. All right. 12 Ooh. points of damage. Yes, there hey, we go. There we go. That's there we much go. better. There's the rogue. The rogue is taking down the golem. I mean, rogues are damage dealers. It's oh, just, absolutely. Just usually not against constructs. Too crack easily. several pieces off of it. Yes, yes, uh, yes. My second gets a 14 for an 18. Nice. An 18 strikes your tar- your flanked target. There we go. Okay. For 11 points of damage. Here All we right. go. There we go. All right. Now we're, now, we're, now we're cooking with, what is it? Oh, As, I don't know. Yeah, we, we just yeah. had to have five rounds of warm up. <laughs> 
<laughs> as your second strike, you believe shatters into something vital oh, as finally. several pieces of stone fall off of it. Oh my gosh. Uh, the thing seems to shudder and still moves, but much less uh, much less gracefully than it did a moment ago. The last one I roll, I get a 17 to hit. A 17, 18 for 17. <laughs> hits your flanked foe. Hey! <laughs> For 16 points it. of damage. Oh, get it. Ooh. Get Please it. get it. You bring your blade around, mm. shove it into the thing's throat before dislodging its head entirely using leverage. It flies up into the ceiling before collapsing to the floor. The creature stops moving entirely. Oh does my a, god. Does a white ghost come out of it? <laughs> I'm very happy that this happened, although I am somewhat sad that it was the elf that brought down this dwarven structure. <laughs> <laughs> but it was trying to kill us, so that's fine. Celestia just sort of stands there and pants for a minute. <laughs> Excellently done. Uh, Grim walks over and quickly pets Clove for some healing. Uh, good. Wow. Clove just falls on the bed. <laughs> Grim goes over there and gives you like one of those pats on the knees like good job which also gives you six points of health back I want a bath Ooh. what the crap <sighs> as I was saying uh, constructs some even intelligent aren't unknown amongst the dwarves it is actually rather interesting to have the uh, the spirit of the homunculus actually go into the statue that was um, quite unusual yeah, that's something I'm unfamiliar with Likewise. are we sure it's not still in there somewhere? It could be. Grim picks up the uh, head of the statue and assuming I can balance it somewhat on there, puts it back on top of the statue. Hmm? I mean, you can balance maybe, it back maybe, up maybe, there. Maybe we don't fix it. <laughs> it fuses together and starts attacking again. <laughs> Giving respect to the craftsman that made it. Uh, respect to the craftsman's fine, but I don't want it to wake up. Oh, but I thought that all the Droskar stuff was garbage. Oh, you think a Droskar worshiper actually made this? No. <laughs> no, they exploited, they exploited an actual good craftsman to make it. We're in a fine. temple of Droskar. Yes, and they sit lazily in their rooms and then force other people to do their work for them. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt that, I just say, as I start pulling my healer's tools off. Why do I feel like this might not have originally been a place of Droskar and they just took it over? Probably. I mean, Droskar does believe that sufficient toil leads to eventual success. That's his whole idea. Um, however, mm. it's also that in pursuit of this goal, one should be free to do whatever one deems necessary to accomplish their task, no matter the cost to others. Mm. Ew, rude. Mm. Which is why he's the god of lying, cheating, and the exploitation of others. Uh, you do put the head back onto the statue. It does not move or do anything else at that point. You think whatever was animating it is gone or deactivated or something. I also feel a need to do that because, uh, again... That is the top tenet of being a paladin mm. of the Dwarven Pantheon is no dishonor of my family, no willingly breaking a contract or oath, and no irreparable damage to an ancestral relic. Yeah. I mean, in theory, this could be repaired. Yeah. Yeah, Clove's just going to quietly put her innards back inside. <laughs> uh, I think you actually have the best medicine skill, and by yeah. that I mean nature. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amaranth's going to use uh, 10 minutes to refocus so I can get my Hand of the Apprentice back. Well, I'm still very injured, so I think I'm going to drink a thing. Yeah. Um, Grim's going to stop and uh, pray for 10 minutes while I guess everyone else is searching around. While they're around. doing that, uh, Celestine will poke around the desk. All right. Are there any markings on this anvil? Looking over the anvil, no. There don't seem to be any writings or markings. Okay. Uh, there is still that skeleton, actually, at the anvil as well. Okay. So, uh, Celestine, you're going to go over to the desk? Yes. All right. 
I'll ignore the skeleton for right now, but I'm going to mm. kneel down by the anvil and pray. Okay. Because the anvil is also sacred to Torek. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then uh, Amaranth is refocusing. Clove is patching wounds. Uh, Astrea, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm guarding the door. All right. <laughs> so you'll st idea. stay by the door to make sure nothing comes up behind you. Yeah. Uh, so Celestine, if you want to go and give me a seek check. Taking a look through the desk, uh, it is, first of all, a finely made stone desk. It is made primarily out of marble, um, an actual rather dark marble. Uh, looking it over, you do find a couple of things of interest. First of all, you do find a owlbear statuette. Uh, it appears to be made out of obsidian. Mm, um, cute. You're not sure. It doesn't seem to be complete, but um, you think it might be worth something. Uh, the other thing you see is a small tablet um, made also out of obsidian. Hmm. Makes sense with the volcanic activity around here. Oh, yeah. And it actually is written in Dwarven, but I believe that Celestine speaks that. So, so it seems um, that skeleton is probably the corpse of the high priest who might have committed suicide. Hmm. You're saying that this is the body of Christagar. Yeah, there's a tablet here. It says, Our people have lost their way. They flee the shelter of your great forges. Our fires dim, my master. We have failed you. No use to you here. I now come to you. I shall join you in the Grim Forge, whether to serve at your anvil or stoke its flames with my soul. She puts mm -hmm. the tablet back down on the desk. I don't see why he was surprised that people fled from ceaseless toil and unappreciative taskmaster. So, do they call you Grim because you're so grim? No, Volgrim's my name, but... <laughs> well, I was making a joke. <laughs> I've rarely been referred to as Grim, but I've also rarely been forced to walk in the halls of Droskar's temples. Droskar seems to have a lot in common with the Lumber Consortium. Mm. Just saying. I'm not very experienced with them, but if that's the case, then hopefully your... Uh, I apologize, I guess our people of Falcon's Hollow can throw off their yoke as my people did of the faith of Droskar. We're working on it. Celestine snorts. Centuries have passed and we have not recovered yet, but we will endure. There's also this half-finished owlbear statuette. I'll refrain from making a joke about them not finishing their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Out of respect for the dead. <laughs> Celestine sighs. <laughs> and puts the owlbear statuette in whatever bag we're keeping all the other loot in. I was going to say, you could finish it yourself. I mean, if you really wanted to. I'm just saying, if you wanted to take up, if you have some craft or something like that, you wanted to take up some time doing that. Did it, has anybody looked at the skeleton? No, I've been... By the way, Grim's going to need like 30 minutes, so... Because I'm going to have to heal myself once I'm done praying to get back my focus point, and then I'm going to need to repair my shield. So ah, I'm going to need a couple yeah. minutes. Mm. All right. So yeah, if you all want to keep looking around. So for the next 10 minutes, then, um, I guess, Seer Celestine, did you want to look at the body? Yeah, I'll look at the body. All right. Um, so Amaranth, uh, now that you're done refocusing, what would you like to do next? Uh, I will detect magic, just see if there's anything, any of this is magical. Okay. Uh, Astrea, what would you like to do next? Seems like nothing's coming in the ten minutes that you've been waiting. Sure, I'll take a look at the anvil. That looks fun. Uh, so Astrea looks at the anvil. Clove, you said you wanted to look at the bed? Yeah, I'm looking around the bed, since I'm already over here on the bed. Alright. So Grim is gonna be, um, you heal yourself, I believe, and then you refocus is the next ten minutes? Uh, no, I, I used my uh, lay on hands on Clove, and so mm. I've refocused now, mm. and then I'm going to uh, treat wounds for 10 minutes. 
Ah, okay. To see if I can't heal myself up because I'm down, you know, a third of my hit points. Yeah. Because I was still injured from that lightning trap earlier. So going ahead and treat wounds then. Uh, in the meantime, I will need um, a perception roll from Astraea, Celestine, and Clove. Uh, and nope. Amaranth. Uh, we have the same bonus on our treat wound checks. Yeah, we're both plus five. I, I checked your character sheet because otherwise I was going to ask you. Well, curious. There does appear to be something magical here. Okay. The moving statue? No, no, no. Uh, something we haven't brought with us. <laughs> um, the magic actually on that should be fading. I like that the rage has ended, but the snark has not. Yeah, I know. No. I, I was like, wait a second, I'm not raging. <laughs> my personality is uh, blending. You worthless wizard. <laughs> uh, so... Get over here so I can wipe my hands off, you nasty, nasty person. Yeah, I guess once I've, I've blasted off a detect magic and found there is something magical, I will uh, do a quick identify on that... Um, Albert statuette that's unfinished. Maybe there's some magic in it. And if not, I'm going to have to go looking for it. Could be the forge or the hammer. Anvil. The anvil. Could be the anvil. Because it seems weird to have an anvil in your bedroom. Oh, was the statue holding know. a real He's weapon a or was it a stone version of a hammer? It's a fully stone hammer. So an improvised weapon if you wanted a big two-handed <laughs> improvised yeah. hammer. Yeah. Could be fun. Maybe it's this. Celestine picks up a blackened iron gauntlet that was wedged between the anvil and the floor Ooh. near the skeleton. Oh, possibly. I'll use quick identification on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really worried that it's going to be a gauntlet of rust. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, just so you are aware, um, um, Australian Clove, neither of you find anything of eh. interest. Just a bit. Okay. The body of the skeleton is also wearing robes and what appears to be a set of bracers as well. Ah. But uh, I believe you said uh, Amareth is going to quick identify the gauntlets first. Yes, and I have assurance in Arcana, so I will go ahead and just uh, get an 18. Well, this gauntlet is magical and I do not know its properties. Hmm. Hmm. I could try to take a look at it here in a minute. There's also these bracers. I mean, I can quick identify all of them. You know, we just bring up all the items. <laughs> if we know that it's magical and we can use any tradition to identify the magic and you just have to be trained, I'm trained in nature. Could I try to identify this thing? I mean, you can try. It will take you 10 minutes. You, yeah, but, I, I uh, can do it in a minute with quick identify. Well, yeah. You can use any of those skills to identify it. However, if the game master determines that the item is, isn't related to that skill. So for yeah. instance, if it's a, if it's a, gauntlet of rust which i think actually like rusting grasp is a druid spell it's on the primal list it would therefore fall under nature because it's a primal magical tradition and corresponding skill would be nature but if it was something that was only arcane then it would have to be arcana yeah um and a lot of times something with the magical trait which is like yeah. a generic trait means it doesn't necessarily belong to any tradition and therefore any traditions um, yeah, it's universal, basically. Skill can potentially identify it. Uh, you may attempt a nature check if you want to do so. I'll in the spend next 10, 10 minutes, minutes looking at this thing. Just because the barbarian identifying a magic object sounds super weird. <laughs> I've always kind of counted it as like a recalled knowledge sort of thing where you kind of look yeah. at this thing and it sort of jogs your memory. It's like, oh, I did hear once about this. Yeah. I read a story item. about this once. But uh, Amrith, if you want to look at the bracers in the meantime, you're welcome to do that as well. Okay. Um, since I didn't have good luck before, I'm going to actually roll... Yeah, assurance uh, really isn't great until like fifth level, and then assurance yeah. is great. Assurance is gr isn't necessarily great for recalled knowledges because usually recall knowledges and identify are based on the level based DC, which is always higher than what you'll get using assurance. Assurance yeah. is great if it's like I have athletics and I know the DC is going to be a flat ten for swimming this. Uh, looking at these bracers, however, 
Because Amaranth would be done with this first. Oh, yeah, wait first. Wait first, yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, these I do know. Uh, These are uh, bracers of missile deflection. Sounds useful. Yes, uh, they do allow you to uh, to block um, arrows. Oh. Uh, Technically, once per day, you can uh, use an interact action to um, basically send the missiles off course, giving you a plus two uh, bonus to your AC during against the triggering attack. Cool. Very useful. So if you get something that's close to your AC, you can be like, nope, it missed me. I'm kind of wondering if the wizard that's in the back line that would probably be yeah. the one targeted by ranged attack yeah. should kind of put those on that's for right kind of what now. I'm going to plop those on. I'm yeah. going to plop those on myself, yes. Yeah, we've got a little bit of time for you to invest those. Is the cloak magical? Um, the robes do not seem to be magical, no. Quick question for you, Ross. Mm-hmm. So while I'm refocusing... Mm-hmm. Uh, according to refocus, you can perform other deeds uh, that are related to or overlap with the fo- the source of your focus spell. For instance, clerics with the focus spells of a good deity can usually use refocus while tending wounds. Wizard mm-hmm. with the illusionist school can refocus while attempting to identify magic items with the illusion. Yeah. Can I make an argument that I should be able to refocus and pray to Torag while using this amble and my repair kit to hammer out and repair my shield? Since that is repairing of an item, it is crafting kind of falls into the worship of the Dwarven Pantheon. I would say that would count. Fantastic. Works for me. Because I totally failed my heal check or my medicine check on myself, so I'm going to go ahead and use my <laughs> lay on hands on myself to try to patch myself up a I bit. I see. Fair enough. And then I'm going to refocus that while I uh, hammer while this you giant being shield. out of my shield. All right. And then from there, so uh, Clove, uh, right? And then Amaranth. In the meantime, uh, what else would you like to do? You seem to have looked at everything magical. Okay. <laughs> Nicely done. Grim. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm over. I, I did bounce a perfect 20 for my craft, so I get a 25. Nice. Critically succeed and restore 10 hit points to the item that only needed five hit points restored. So <laughs> my shield's in great condition again. There you go. Okay. Um, let's see. So we've looked. Uh, you said that the uh, the skeleton is wearing robes. Mm-hmm. Do they look pretty tattered? Yeah. Um, you can already confirm they're not magical. Okay. Um... Are we looking for another magical aura in this room? Actually, can I? Does that does that work? Like, if I hit detect magic, it would find anything that I haven't already touched. Yeah, it just tells you the absence and presence. And detect magic, you can exclude anything that you know is already magical. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'll detect magic again and just see. I don't, I don't know if he had rings or anything else on him. Mm. Uh, at this point, no. It doesn't seem that there's anything else magical in here that you aren't aware of. Hmm. Well, that does appear to be everything of uh, magical nature. Astraea, if you don't mind. Uh either completely or mostly closing that door. Sure thing. I pull out my hammer. This is going to make oh, a little God. bit of noise still. So Astraea can approach and just close the door. Just over here, clang, way. clang, clanging away as I'm beating <laughs> this dent out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Celestine, is there anything else you would like to do? Celestine just goes and sits on the desk. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, in that case, then, Clove, uh, after taking 10 minutes out, um, no, you have no idea what this does either. This uh, seems... Uh magical or whatever you said mm. I offer it back out toward Amaranth uh, when I'm done hammering away glancing over at it does it look dwarven I mean it does it does seem to have been designed for a dwarven hand though like most magical items you think it will resize slightly if it needs to oh, okay uh, Amaranth will, will you get rid of this goo oh of course uh, he will go ahead and uh, use press digitation to uh, tidy <laughs> yes uh, so it does take me one minute uh, if it's one bulk. Um, I think you are probably more than one bulk. Well, my whole body is three or however much bulk, but... Six bulk, technically. Okay, so it would take me six minutes to, like, clean you up. Thanks. 
It was gross. Yeah, but yeah, you'd be able to do so while she's trying to identify the item, I suppose. How many minutes have we been here? Are we back to an hour? Yes, we've been here like an hour. Celestine's we've like... We've been here 30 minutes. Yeah. Celestine's mm. like, I need to buy a book. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have anything to focus As adventurers, you do <laughs> seem to need like reading material in second edition because it's like, all right, it's going to be 20 minutes for him to do no, all this stuff. No, you bring stuff. your crafting projects and you do them five or 10 minutes at a time. Estrella has been attacking her sword with a whetstone after attacking this freaking golem with it. True. The statue. The sad thing is, is that uh, Celestine actually has a higher crafting skill than Grim does. I could have just mm. handed my shield off to you to have you fix my shield, but I can also mm. refocus while I fix like my you're shield. Ne- like you're get like a like Grim is gonna let the elf repair his fine dwarven shield. <laughs> <laughs> you're only half of an elf. <laughs> I, I like that humans are more acceptable for fixing your they're stuff. They're closer to dwarves. They're shorter. They can, they can at least grow beards. They're beard. shorter. <laughs> they can, they can at least grow beards. Beard. <laughs> I don't think Celestine can. Um, but mm, true. No, Celestine's no. just going to have to start buying the latest edition of the Pathfinder Chronicles and read her adventure stories while she's adventuring. No, and besides, Grim trusts Celest- Celestine has taken the time to learn the dwarven tongue. She's obviously mm. a dwarf friend. That's true. That is true. Uh, I will say no. I think that that's stretching it a bit much. Okay. But, then, yeah, yeah. My, my odds of identifying this aren't necessarily that... Um, I was about to say, if somebody else is trained in one of the, arc- uh, I mean, you know, one of the magical nope. traditions... Yeah, I'm trained in religion. Try. If we want to go ahead and take 10 more minutes and I can try this. It might it's be beneficial to, to us. Fine with me. My personal thought on this, as far as actually, as far as Grim's thought on this is also concerned, if these kobolds wanted the sheriff dead, they would have killed him when they ran into him in the forest. Yeah. Unless they're planning on sacrificing him. To the weird demon chain monster? At uh-huh. which point they already had full day to kill him before we even got here. So more likely than not, they're keeping him prisoner. So I don't think that element of time is of the essence. And we killed any kobold that could have gone and mourned them. Yeah. Well, in the last one hour, Clove has almost died twice. She's cool with yeah. just hanging out on the bed for a yeah. minute. All right. Then I'm just going to go ahead and uh, religion attempt to identify this. Okay. So take out 10 more minutes. Uh, Grim going to enroll. We'll find out. Yeah, you never know. I'm very wise. Actually, I'm, I'm moderately wise. <laughs> That's the thing is like as a pal or as a champion in second edition, like I I have a ten charisma. Charisma is mm. not necessary for champions anymore. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's true. You really don't need it. I mean, it, it technically I think um, determines how well your spell attacks go and things yeah. like that. But if I, if I was using spell attacks and things like that, it would help. But pretty boy paladins are no longer the norm. Mm. Grim probably having set this on the anvil as he examines it, having examined up to that point, kind of takes his hands off of it sort of wipes them on his pants mm. like he was touching something he doesn't like. <sighs> this is a item known as the Grasp of Drosgar. Mm. Sounds so sinister. Mm. It's a boon granted by Drosgar to his most faithful subjects. It would oh. have been a item reserved for something like he gestures towards the skeleton, the high priest of his faith. Huh. What does it do? It's a weapon. Once your fist is uh, enwrapped in it, it allows you to strike both uh, accurately and powerfully. It can also uh, project out a ray to enfeeble those that you point at um, and grant you a benefit of basically more athletic pursuits. Classic Drosgar. Do you have to follow Drosgar for it to work? No, it's a magic item. I find the object's origin distasteful, but if uh, any of you could put it to some use, I would feel uncomfortable because of my own 
personal dislike for the deity and would likely draw his ire directly if I were to attempt to wear it. As in second edition, gods can just go, haha, now you take a penalty for no reason. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm petty. There's even so, an entire section on the uh, the character sheet for uh, d- divine intercessions and deific boons and penalties. Yep. So what exactly does it do? Mechanically speaking, it's a plus one striking gauntlet. <laughs> which is cool. pretty awesome to begin That's with. It can nice. also uh, cast Ray of Enfeeblement once per day and gives a bonus to athletics checks once per hour. Mm-hmm. It's a good item. Ooh. I'm not lying, but Grim finds the item. Meh. Um, considering my Elven Curve Blade is just plus one and not striking right now, and it's also finesse, so I can still use my decks, I might... Oh, it is a gauntlet, the, yeah. I yeah, might gauntlet. like the extra damage to be punching people for a little while. Plus it, plus it would apply to, uh, you know, Heather's love of classic uh, JRPG tropes and anime tropes, where it's just like, I've got this awesome sword, and then I've got my devil fist, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it sounds fun. Celestine will hop off the desk and go pick it up. Again, I don't know about fun, but it is useful. I will warn you that it is uh, perpetually dull and soot-stained. Like, you can't remove it. Ew. The dullness or the soot-stains. That also goes with my, I basically dress like a Bloodborne character vibe, so you know what? (laughs) You live in a shack and you dress like a Bloodborne character. (laughs) So Celestine puts it on? Yes. Very well. Uh, you put on the Grasp of Drawscar. It is a very cool-looking item. I will certainly give it that. It is mm. a dull metallic iron. I would have um, needed a critical success to see if it's cursed. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, metal-plated. I mean, yeah, the, you you take a moment admiring it, um, probably looking it over. As I your really hand- hope it transforms her into a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I it's the only way we can make another play dwarf. (laughs) As your hand begins to curl against your will. Oh no. As you begin to make a straight up fist, Uh your your hand muscles all tighten simultaneously as they actually begin to start to strain and shudder. As you try to fight against it, but you are unable to unclench your hand. Huh. The pain is excruciating as it starts bending your fingers at unnatural angles. Uh, what is happening? Grim will grab onto her hand if he sees the pain expression and start to pry her fingers open. Yeah, get it off. Get yeah, it off. Try get it, it off. Too. It is stuck fast. It will not budge at this point. It was too good. We should have known it was too good. It was named after an evil deity. Of course it was too good. That doesn't necessarily mean it's cursed. (laughs) This does. The pain settles. At the very least, it gets down to a manageable level and once your fingers can no longer literally go further into the palm of your hand, uh, it ceases. But this thing ain't coming off. Rod. What just happened? <sighs> you are unable to use your hand for anything but gauntlet strikes or to activate the gauntlet. Okay. <laughs> Heather seems surprisingly okay with that, too. I think Heather was upset until she was like, oh, wait, it still works as a magic eye. Because she was like, it still oh, works crap, as a magic eye. two handed weapon. I guess I could still punch a guy. <laughs> yeah. And you still get sneak attack with it. So. Yeah, that's just, true. Let's yeah. hope we don't have to climb anywhere. Oh, that's God. Right. Yeah. But. That is technically you need both hands to climb yeah. unless you have combat Oh, climbing. no, that's not what I was thinking. She uh, also needs both hands to use her thieves tools. 
Also true. Oh, oh no. that's right. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Ooh. I mean, I do have a plus eight for thievery. Oh, great. Well, you can then try. We have yeah. a backup. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just we're not getting yeah. that trap spotter. <laughs> well, you can still spot a trap. Grandma, for the first time that you've ever seen, look up sheepishly. Oh. Um, I shouldn't have expected anything better from Droskar. I'm sorry. So how do I get it off? Well, we could remove the arm. I think she means without having to do that. <laughs> can we sorry, just... That was, that was Rick trying to add some levity. Can we just <laughs> break it? Um, I, I honestly look over at Amaranth because he's the magic guy. <laughs> like, uh, I yeah. know some, but... Uh, potentially magically, though, if this was... Um created by the uh, the boon of a deity that might be more or less impossible. Well, it's likely we could probably try to find a way to remove the curse, but as there are no priests amongst us. And no priests in town capable of casting the spell. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have been able to help Jeva by now. May have to do a road trip after we uh, we yeah. rescue the sheriff yeah. and Grim, such. Grim places a hand on your elbow, because I always want to say shoulder, but you guys are so much taller than me. On your elbow. When we're done here, you and I can make a trip to High Helm. I have many friends in the faith there, and they would be happy to make certain that this uh, item is removed. Unless you, as a part of your character, really grow to love the idea of perpetual minor pain and doing everything <laughs> with one hand. Suddenly switches to the worship of Zonkathon. It's like, ooh, this, this constant searing pain in my hand is We'll just cut this off and motivated. put a robot arm on. We'll go to Numeria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was too good. We find good stuff that's not cursed all the time, so don't say it's true. too oh, good. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was pretty good sounding. Can she also still use the uh, enfeeblement and the athletics? Yeah, yeah. All of the abilities for the gauntlet still work. You use all the benefits. You just can't remove it or use that hand. Yeah, that's the only down. I mean, that is the only downside. It is just a very big downside. Would it be normal if you were a follower of Dros Droskar? Like, if you were a follower of Droskar, Probably. would you have your hand? No, actually, it's, it works the exact same way. Yes. Um, the curse is present no matter what. So homie this... just didn't use his hand. Oh, yeah. that's that sounds like Droskar, though. Yeah, that. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Y'all have no way to know this, but yeah, the the Christigar actually just permanently gave up the use of his hand in order to use that gauntlet. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, he could have removed the curse any time if he wanted to. I mean, he was a priest, but, but it was a curse from his deity. Yeah, he chose not to. If only, if only you put on the gauntlet and then immediately grabbed your sword, and then you're just stuck <laughs> with your sword in your hand forever. <laughs> I can never be disarmed. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it's just a really good lock gauntlet. Um, Dang. Are you okay to continue on? Well, we kind of have to. The sheriff's here. And if nobody in town can remove it anyway, what's the point? M maybe somebody down here can. It's possible yeah. we could find a way to remove it somewhere here. Going to the bathroom is going to be really hard for you now. Oh, thanks, Estrella. <laughs> Estrella with the real talk. Estrella's just oh, it's like, how are you going to clasp your bra? I'm just oh, no. thinking about all the difficulties I had when I had shoulder surgery and I couldn't oh. use my arm. And I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, that's going to suck. And she still has the use of her other hand, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Celestine will just get an Amaranth to help her with everything. <laughs> oh, my. And now the lesson truly begins. <laughs> oh. This is truly horrible. Okay. Uh, I suppose then uh, we continue. Yeah. I guess Celestine joins me up at point. 
Grim does like Grim feels bad about this. Grim feels personally <laughs> responsible. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually really glad I didn't identify it so that I wouldn't have contributed to that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I would have felt really bad too. Exactly, right? Like I'd have feel horrible, right? Alright, well, we open up the door and uh and head back out. <sighs> it was too good. It had Roscar's name on it. We should have known. That guy sucks. Alright. You head back out, back into the hallway um, that stretched forward. Do you continue to go left and go back up the hallway, or do you go back the way you came from? I say we go left. We continue left forward. But you carry onward another, say, 30 feet or so before the hallway ends in a turn to the left and disappointingly goes about maybe five feet before it ends in a simple wall. Is there any, like, writing or anything on the wall, or? No. It just seems to end in a in a simple wall. I want to look for secret doors. Yeah, I do. I, this feels like one of those. There's got to be a secret door or something. Yeah, if you want to take a look, um, anybody who wants to approach it uh, can do so and make me a secret perception. You know what I miss? Stone cunning. Oh mm. yes, yes. This would be a perfect <laughs> time for stone cunning. Technically, still an ability. I it think is, it's just yeah. an ancestry. Feat, yeah, it's but. an ancestry thing. Uh, I'll I'll blast it to detect magic in case it's like a magically illusioned door or something. Celestine will start searching around, tap the wall with her new fist. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, there's, it's not magically hidden if there is a door. Celestine pats him gently on the top of his head as she loops this little section of hallway. Shoulder. Shoulder, not head. <laughs> head is patronizing. Shoulder is camaraderie. I just thought it was cute. It's the bald head children love. <laughs> Touching a bald head. <laughs> I, I think there's a, a door here. Um... There's a release. Hmm. Shall we take the secret door then? It is it trapped? Looks good. All right, I'll pull the pull the lever. You open the door. Oh. Oh. As it seems to be a section of stone that opens into what might be some sort of scriptorium or something similar. This wide chamber may be some 40 feet long and 30 feet wide opens before you with a grand total of six desks, each made of stone, again with a stone chair. Uh, these seem to be perfect for making manuscripts, perhaps even uh, with the evidence of you know sections for ink pots and maybe even scraps of paper or feathers here or there. There is a door directly across from you that does seem to be closed. And looking to your right, there seems to be another alcove that leads to maybe a separate exit from this chamber. Is there a light in that room or? There is I no light I find it really hard room. with my dark vision to tell when there is or is not light. <laughs> well, there is the no light in this room. Other tables are not the same color as yeah. the But well, I'm tables. carrying a light, mm. so. But uh, as, you, as you step fully into the room, you also see a trio of occupants. Three kobolds are standing. Two of them appear to be armored and armed in, you guess, the manner of scouts with leather armor, small weapons, crossbows. The third Cute. is wearing robes and has what appears to be a large rat on their shoulders. <laughs> oh my um, God. The white-furred animal looks at all of your direction and squeaks as... <laughs> The two kobolds near you hiss, and the third curiously looks over all of you, and in, uh, do any of you speak draconic? No. 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 I hate kobolds, and I hate their tongue. <laughs> no. I'm just not in very smart. In a 
strange language says something. It's hard for any of you to make it out. If it's classic kobold, it's probably yip, 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 yip. Because <laughs> for some reason, kobold's yip. <laughs> if none of you directly react or at the very least uh -huh. answer in draconic. Nope. We cannot. We've come here looking for the sheriff. I say, in the common tongue. The creature blinks their eyes before trying again. Uh, do any of you speak infernal? No. 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 Speak the normal language, you fiend. No, no. Not a good sign that they do, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really bad The creature stamps their feet in frustration <laughs> before pointing to the two other kobolds, making a, you guess, some sort of gesture of slit their throats. Oh, great. And then pointing in all of your direction. Great. It's, it's not our fault. We can't talk. This went, this went exactly how we thought it would. Let's be real. Grim touches his holy symbol. Sorry, Grindinar. Peace was never an option. <laughs> well, now I get to see how well this gauntlet works. Punchy, punchy. As the kobolds begin their offensive, and we will pick it up there next time. I just love oh, how big man. this rat is. I love that the rat is as big as the dude's head. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, for the audience's edification, <laughs> this picture of this kobold with a rat on his so shoulder cute. is the equivalent of somebody carrying a husky on their <laughs> shoulder yeah, as they're familiar. Is. That's huge. <laughs> I Let me see if I can... With the, with the thing zoned out, I was like, that kobold has a pompadour. And then I zoomed in <laughs> and I was like, no way. <laughs> a kobold with a pompadour would have also been amazing when we came here. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's I a like wig of disguise. He tried to tell us things and then he just gave up. Not another like, wig of disguise. Just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever. Let, let, let's take a moment to... Uh, to give some praise, some thanks to those who make it possible for us to continue these dungeon dells, it's to uh, find cursed mystical artifacts. That's true. Congratulations, listeners. Yeah, congratulations, congratulations and listeners. And woo, woo. You, found, you found the shiny episode. At least this is one of those cursed items that only, do, well, as far as we're aware, I'm waiting for this to start and then it's like the curse sort of, sort of berserking or something that we're going to start oh and then Celestine's going to start punching everyone. I know, yeah. that's what I'm scared of. Be bad. <laughs> oh, we'll no. find out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess, wait, yeah, tune in next time to see if that happens for sure. But, Ooh. uh, <laughs> and uh, I would like to take a moment to, of course, thank you, our patrons who are such wonderful folk. Uh, we could not be doing this without you. Absolutely. So. Yeah, we That's just so we truly appreciate all you do for us. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. And uh, also, thank you, Ross. Good game. Oh yes. yeah, of course. Yes. I also truly love this rat guy. This guy with the rat. <laughs> oh truly, my gosh! This is my next character. <laughs>